Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Lynch was shot today as police arrived to investigate two grisly murders. They say the women's feet were sewn together at the bottom of the shoes to avoid near images of each other. After several days of fruitless searching, the creatures finally decided to relax their guard, thinning the numbers of their patrols and once again renewing their apathy towards the occasional displaced shadow. But make no mistake, I was far from inert during this time. As I took care to better understand my pursuers, stealing into their guarded chambers and slipping away with increasingly weighty insights. One of my more profound discoveries concerned the caverns beneath the city that were filled with the industry of cannibals. All of them were busily sectioning hundreds of preserved corpses into isolated and type-specific parts, which they then proceeded to package in a variety of ways, ranging from the ornate to the industrial. Finally, and perhaps most interestingly, the flesh-eaters passed their bundles into the hands of strange beings apparently called up from the very guts of the earth. It seemed that these cannibals had transformed their rancid hunger into some kind of trade, distributing the meats of humanity to those brooding things that hunger beneath the world. I was immediately curious as to the specific coin of remuneration such inhuman things might use to compensate the cannibals for their creative labors, besides human flesh. For what could such creatures want? Of course, my principal wonder regarded the enterprises associated with Miss Patience, as the murderers seemed a considerably less purposeful creature than was suggested by all of the frenetic and subterranean commerce. Another discovery concerned my dreams, or lack thereof. Strangely, my many attempts to conjure them from sleep had failed. Each effort summoned only the stinging absence of memories, of this or any other world. I began to interpret the void as a possible indicator of my quarry's proximity, as no further nocturnal hints were needed to bring the two of us together. If my theory was correct, then she was certainly nearby, likely abiding in the darkness that lived under the city. And while I couldn't be absolutely certain... I highly suspected that the large creature I'd spied days earlier had been nothing other than Miss Patience herself. As for my latest piece of art, it had been hoisted upon a large flatbed truck, the same truck that had brought it in from the wood, perhaps, and deposited it inside a barn that lurked the outskirts of the city. The ramshackle structure seemed to float amid the golden breakers of rolling, unkempt fields of grain. I was certain it was placed there to lure me into some kind of trap, which of course did more to cement my low opinion of the creature's intellect rather than stimulate my curiosity. So, naturally, I decided to reprimand the beings for assuming me so foolish, and ultimately to avenge my fallen tears. They had been wasted on creatures barely worth the flies that played at their slack, reeking mouths. Still, there was something behind the soft, blind eyes of that particular bygone woman. Perhaps an echo of something that forgot how beautiful it once was. 
that made me wonder how these entities went so horribly wrong. When the night sank into its deepest darkness, I proceeded to follow a particular cannibal, who had once thought to stalk and insult me, to a diner that sat lightless yet heavily attended near the center of the town. After I had entered the building through the back door, I was delivered the unwholesome sight of a man-eater's kitchen. Corpses wrapped in plastic bags filled with sweet-smelling marinades swung from stained hooks, and piled atop trays were the raw tubers and organs of the human body, sliced into cold cuts. Now, there did seem to be some lingering conventions of the human condition still clinging to these degenerates, as they were several recently used ovens and stovetop burners where meat had actually been cooked, though to what degree remained a mystery. However, one area seemed out of place. A pile of decaying bodies lay in the corner, all showing enormous bite marks. Initially, I believed the cannibals to be ghoulish creatures, preferring their food rotted and fly-covered. Yet, later insights showed it was only their breath, and not their appetites, that concerned the spoiling dead. Further, none of the creatures I had so far witnessed possessed jaws large enough to leave such enormous and ragged teeth marks. It was at that moment when the answer to my previous question, concerning the compensation of certain underground customers, was made apparent. A massive creature hauled itself into view, emerging from a distant hole in the floor I had failed to notice. It was something far afield of the beings that occupy the town, forming no visible relationship with even the darker features the citizens seemed to share in varying proportions and extents. The beast was an alien among monsters, and was most likely one of the remunerations I had previously wondered about, gifted to the cannibals for services rendered. I had no idea how, but the creature found me almost instantly, wrapping its tightened arms around me even as my sister buried herself in its thick, stinking flesh. It hurled me through the saloon-style doors of the kitchen, and after nearly scraping the ceiling, I crashed down into the middle of the dining room filled with feasting cannibals. For the briefest moment, all was silent, as hungry eyes looked up from plates piled high with human meat. The next moment was a frenzy of hissing monsters and talons. Teeth made for man-eating entered my arms, legs, and back. Fists smashed into my face and ribs. An alien behemoth leapt upon my back, its razor-sharp claws sinking into my flesh as it attempted to wrap its jaws around the back of my head. I rose to my feet, bearing the weight of the toothy mob and the beast that had fed upon the rotting corpses. Inopportunely, one of the cannibals produced a large chair and smashed it into my chest, causing me to topple to the ground once again. The mob was crushing me beneath its collective fury. My bones would soon fail me, and my blood would be nothing more than spoil and stink upon the floor. Yet, I wasn't finished. I would not fall to these degenerates. They weren't even proper monsters after all, but only puppets of meat and bones stuffed with the souls of pigs. I had to get to my feet. I had to kill them all. I managed to roll to my back, 
flinging a number of the hungry patrons away. The larger beast descended upon me again. I locked my hands over the creature's monstrous foreclaws, stopping the serrated things just short of my eyes. Dirty boots slammed into my temples, and greasy hands wrapped around my arms, trying to derail my strength and allow the beast to fall completely upon me. I could feel the bones of the creature's paws slowly beginning to crack beneath my strength. The monstrosity tried to end our contest by tearing the flesh from my face with its wide maw. I pushed the creature upward, fully extending my arms, disallowing it access to my face. I tucked my legs beneath its torso and kicked the beast into the ceiling fan. My sister flashed her deadly smile, grinning in all directions, opening arteries and exposing innards, sending a number of my attackers screaming. One of the cannibals launched at me with reddened steak knives clenched in both hands. My fist removed its lower jaw and my sister freed its bowels. I began to rise up for a second time. The gigantic creature was upon me again. I seized its jaws, prying them open. This time, something heavier than a chair smashed across my back. I reeled and they piled atop me again. I began to sink down. Take his weapons, one of them yelled. The alien creature occupied both my hands when I felt my father clawed from my back. My anger cracked the monster's jaws I threw the beast into the mob and a subsequent blow cracked a cannibal's skull like an egg. I saw more cannibals rushing in, brandishing guns and machetes. A bullet tore through my shoulder. My sister retraced the path of the projectile. A stray silence amplified the sound the gunman made when my sister entered his eye. Something like a club struck my head and neck over and over again. I felt hands and claws pulling me down. The world was becoming blood and indignation. The man-eater I had followed to the restaurant was holding the great axe above his head, as if to bring my own father down upon me. Yet as my father was raised into the air, just as my final and greatest rage brought me from the floor, I watched the cannibal's lean shadow swell monstrous and gigantic. The creature's face twisted into a knotted mask of engorged arteries and inhuman wrath. Its mouth exploded open, sending rotting teeth spinning through the air, making way for the hellish laughter of my father as it poured from the thing's ruined throat. The cannibal that cast my father's shadow swung the great axe into the largest beast, opening its brains to the darkness. My father's gaze burned from beyond the possessed creature's eyes, searing my face with a fury beyond calculation. The flesh eater's mouth was little more than a portal to endless, monstrous laughter. Yet I could hear my father's words clearly. To your feet, whelp! Kill with me! Kill them all! The calm that replaced the killing was deep and satisfying. Framing the moment for easier recollection and washing the cries of the dying from the air. An unusually warm breeze made its way into the red rooms of the restaurant, where bodies lay in piles and the distribution of spoiling blood and flesh made for a confusing portrait of the moments preceding the gathered ruin. 
I drew a deep breath and readied myself for reprisal as I opened the front door to the eatery and stepped outside. The city was almost fused with the night and seemed to grow out of the silence, as nothing remarked on the presence of a population, much less a population waiting to avenge its falling citizens. The breeze continued to play within the calm, invisibly dancing across severed bodies and rolling in the scent of the dead. It also carried with it the smell of smoke. I looked to the north. The smolder of the deepest red twirled in the distance, and a great column of smoke lifted into the night. They had set the barn aflame. They were burning my art. My father stood beside me, wearing the dead flesh-eater. He directed his gaze to the distant fire and laughed like wet thunder, further destroying the face through which he spoke. She's calling to you, boy. Don't make her wait. My father placed himself into my outstretched hand, and the corpse of the long-dead cannibal collapsed to the ground. My forebear's laughter still traveled the night, rattling the windows of the silent city, and no doubt rattling the courage of the things that hid behind those windows. I would give them more than fear. Much more. My art had always been dismantled, redistributed, cremated, buried, and its meaning was always feared, if not respected, but never had it been burned in spite. My hands turned white as they gripped my father, and for the first time I felt him retreat from the fire growing within me. I would give these wretched things to oblivion, beyond the whispers of myth, or even memory would never find them again. I would not be baited like some dumb animal, so I bypassed the field leading to the barn and disappeared into the darkness, far beneath the silence, where the scurry of a draft can sound like a blast from hell, and I made my way into the caverns beneath the city. There were many entrances into the great hollows scattered all around me, beneath broken statues and secreted away into basements. I chose a yawning hole that opened up from the bottom of a dry creek bed. As I descended into the earth, I found the darkness to be old and untroubled by the sun, but it was stained by an unfathomable degeneration that caused it to flow sick and slow, as if it had become a corpse of its former self, having sheltered too much debauchery than was healthy. Yet its shortcomings were to my advantage, as the slothful pitch was slave to no one, and felt no obligation to alert the under-creatures to my presence. As I traveled the spaces beneath the world, I encountered entire caverns filled with machines designed for the preservation of dead bodies. Thick electrical cables unraveled from the devices, moving up the walls and disappearing into the many cracks of the ceiling. Other rooms were occupied by a more completely degenerated form of cannibal, a type which apparently had no place even among the filthy comforts of a ruined town, spilling over with mold and rot. They were ungainly things, mouth-heavy and blind, as nature had perfected for them a body that was meant only for hunting and gorging. Like plump vermin overstuffed by a limitless hunger, they squirmed and croaked from the cave floors where they lay, belly up and wet with gore. 
They wore only the blood of the many meals upon their bodies, and were too full from their eating to feel the heat of my gaze as I looked upon them from hidden places. Their mindless indulgence was painfully offensive, but I did not wish to spill so much as a drop of my rage upon the unwholesome things, preferring to conserve my indignation for more deserving causes. As I suspected, many of the caverns were not natural at all, but had been the products of carefully placed explosives. I could see piles of blackened stone distributed liberally around the mouths of freshly created caves. The new hollows seemed to travel in directions that would eventually bring them beneath nearby cities, one almost paralleling the route taken by the train I had recently ridden. It had become clear that not all of Miss Patient's victims were killed by her own hands, though they were almost certainly collected on her behalf. Many times as I skulked around and within the cannibal city, I heard the creatures refer to her as their great and hungry mother under the earth. I wondered at how long Miss Patience had been expanding her access to greater sources of food. The caverns were every inch a maze, and it took me no small amount of time to navigate to my destination. At one point I encountered something that nearly stole the breath from me. A gigantic stone archway covered with beautiful reliefs and carvings, all of which depicted what I could only imagine were some kind of titanic alien beings, all of them thick with rot and filled with strange worms that wore crowns. The cavern beyond the archway was large enough to admit a city, and the darkness rushing from the mouth of that terrible entrance was of a type that had never known light. The structure was clearly not the work of the cannibals, as they were neither intelligent enough nor sufficiently ancient to have wrought such a magnificent thing. Also, and in direct proportion to the painful beauty of the archway, there was a hideous odor spilling from the cavern, as if the whole of the earth's dead had been collected within to spoil and fester. If not for my strong constitution, I would have been most assuredly forced, retching from the cliff where I stood. Undoubtedly, this was the passage whereby the inhuman clients of the cannibals came and went, and from the smell of things, they were repeat customers. After I forced myself from the sight of that monstrous archway, I made my way through another collection of rambling tunnels, past crowds of lumbering dead-eaters and the mounds of corpses they ate from. I didn't know if it was day or night when I finally came upon what I was after. I was just happy to see that the cannibals were in fact thoughtless enough to store their explosives in one central location. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.